Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile or halfway across the world, you'll always be Normies. It's the Fast and the Furious on Normies Like Us. You can have any drink you want, as long as it's Corona. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Dude, I almost had Randy shifting, not double clutching like you should. You know what DK stands for? Donkey Kong. 900 horses of Detroit muscle. I like the tuna here. You never had. You never had your car. I'll rev those engines, Normies. Hit that NOS. We are racing to this episode. We're talking fast and the furious on Normies like us. With your host, this is Colin uh, Toretto. Uh, this will be Mike uh, Romans Pierce. That's uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> no, no, that's the, the name of Tyrese Gibson's yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- yeah, this is uh, Dwayne the Cop Johnson. <laughs> nice. And we were joined by special guest, friend of the show. Quarter Mile Cole. Whoa. Oh, I love nice. What up, Cole? Happy to have you on the what podcast. Up? Happy to be here. I thought for sure it was going to be Cobbs and Cole. <laughs> oh, that would have been so much better. That would have been so much better. We'll so do it on you, take two. Yeah, that's right. We'll run it back. So <laughs> you guys are rocking the Coronas, I see. Wait, yes, wait that's right. Stay in character. Hey. Wow. We only drink Coronas. Fan Except if you're in the eighth movie where they sold out and it switched to Bud Light, I think. It's Budweiser. 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 And there's a Stella, I'm pretty sure, in the final yeah. scene. And some no Coronas. And Fast and the Furious. How dare yes. they? <laughs> yeah, so we did it. We're here talking Fast and the Furious, 1955. Roger Corman, are we ready to go? I, I watched the movie a couple times. Hey, yo. Uh, I did not. Is that what <laughs> Do the I have the wrong on? one? That's. I thought, wasn't there a 1936 movie, too? Because I was looking up on Wikipedia today to try to get a summary of all the, the other ones. And uh, I think there's a 1936 movie called Fast and Furious. So this is the third reboot of the franchise, basically. We'll do the same we thing not when we do it that far back. episode. Yeah. And you do the original gangster one instead. <laughs> well, honestly, what I was excited about was that this is the start off of um, Fast and Furious February. We could do all nine movies the same way we did Star Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> so get ready, folks. But yeah, we're talking, you know, the, the early 2000s to now, you know, one of the biggest franchises ever, the Fast and the Furious. You like That's cars? Right. We got them. A weird That's right. new addition to normies like us, right? Like, is it the, maybe, again, the latest thing to the, the zeitgeist? Well, it's interesting, Colin, because, you know, this is one of the most successful film franchises of all time. And I would say the most successful, like, connected universe after Marvel, I would say Fast and the Furious is actually the most successful one. Interesting. So we're calling this a cinematic universe at this point? Yeah, I think we can call it. It's got a spinoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nine movies in the main franchise. I think we can call it a um, connected universe. I mean, there's would- time jumping. They've been blockbuster hits for 20 years. That's what I was thinking about today. The first movie was oh 2001. Yeah. So oh, wow. It's, it's kind of insane. That's incredible. Uh, did you guys see the first one before we jump into kind of the meat of this? Um, did you see these in theaters, Cole? Did you see this one? I definitely, I've seen most of them in theaters. I definitely saw the first one in theaters. And it came out in 2001, which was really like two years before I started driving. So I think so, it had a pretty big impact on me around that Cole, time. The first was your first then. The first was my first. Wow. 
Never forget it. Yeah. Jacob, how about you? I think the first was my first as well. I don't, I didn't see in theaters, but I mean, it's been so long. I can't even remember the first time I saw it, but I've seen the first one so many times and we used to watch them went back in college. We would just throw them on all the time, watch them and everything. I'd say from four on, I've probably seen them all in theaters other than Hobbs and Shaw, which I haven't seen yet. Um, yeah, Cole and I, we like to always go and see them when they're in theaters. It's, it's fun. So I guess that's a good way to kind of complete the question then is like, Cole, Jacob, like, I mean, where are we at? Like, as far as niche and normie, have you seen every movie? Only a couple, right? Let's get a baseline. I have seen all the main franchise, one through nine. I have not seen Hobbs and Shaw or one through eight because uh, nine hasn't come out. Right. Okay. Um, I've seen, I've seen all except for Hobbs and Shaw as well. Um, and actually today I watched the short film that was, a, it was like a precursor to too, too Fast, Too Furious. I watched that today as well. Cool. That's incredible that you did that, yeah. man. I'm so yeah. fucking excited. The fact that Vin Diesel <laughs> so had well so much creative control <laughs> that he was making short films of this fucking franchise and that you checked it out. That's amazing. I found it on YouTube very easily and it was terrible. <laughs> Is this Los Bandoleros? Because there was two short no, films. No. So that's the one I have, I did. I could not find that one, but it's it's called like... Pre- a prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious, or something Slightly like that. Slightly faster you know? than last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cole or Colin, how about you? Uh, <laughs> how Mike, many? Uh, no, my first one was not the first one. Um, I will say the trailer for Tokyo Drift was pretty notorious for people our age. Wouldn't you guys say like it was kind of universally laughed at? And for that reason, I checked it out at a dude's slumber party or like a late night hangout that I wouldn't call it a slumber party because we're probably too old for that. But uh, that was the first I saw (laughs) because it was trash. Okay, okay. I mean, I remember probably I haven't seen like seven or eight. I got up to like six. Um, Saw the first one on VHS. You know, it was a lot of VHS viewings. And then from like, yeah, around four on, I saw those in theaters, but fell off. But it is amazing just how much of like a global franchise they became. Mike, you haven't seen them all though? No, no, I haven't oh, actually, but I am buddy, very the into ones. them. <laughs> like the, the first one I am pretty into Tokyo drift for less than genuine reasons. I really enjoy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about these. It's, it's funny that we um, kind of talked about the Roger Corman one. It's like he, they had to get the rights to the name. And he didn't want any money. He just wanted rights to the stock footage library from Universal so he could make like weird sci-fi originals. And there might be more trivia to people exchanging things for, you know, things in this movie coming down the pipeline. So we will see. Well, you know, I'm revved up, raring to go. Should we get things into gear and steer this thing directly into the film franchise of The Fast and the Furious? Let's do it. I'm hitting the NOS button on my car right now. You hit the NOS. I'm going to huff the NOS, Jacob. Let's hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me grab a Corona. We're back. That clink means we're down in our Coronas and talking fast and the furious. Now, Mike read our intro up top. He took a word out, as I always do when I write these intros. We (laughs) we switch it around a little. And that word was replaced with normies. It was family. Guys, this is a franchise where the F maybe stands for fast. The F maybe stands for furious, but it mostly stands for family. Can we all agree on that? 
Family. That's right. Family. Yeah, Family that drives cars together stays together. <laughs> when you do Family a podcast, you find yourself leaning on uh, filler words, crutches like like, um, uh. This podcast is the first time since uh, Rise of the Skywalker, The Dead Speak, where I feel like anytime we don't know what to say, you can literally lean in just to say, uh, family. Family. <laughs> family. That's right. Much like that. And franchises. That. So we got nine movies, counting Hobbs and Shaw, and then now we're going to be getting the 10th movie, right? With Was, Isn't it 10 movies already? Including no, Hobbs this is Shaw? the ninth movie. This would be the ninth in the main franchise, but if F you're including yeah. the Shaw. That's what I mean. Saga will be the new one. And 2021 is the 10th one. So you got F9, F10. So we're, we're halfway to the Marvel uh, benchmark <laughs> when all the cars from every movie will do battle. That's right. It only took them 20 years to make 10 movies. And well, Jacob was talking 26 about how movies this and, is a franchise now. It's big. It's got crossovers and stuff. It's successful like Marvel. Don't you want it to cross over with Triple X, though, Jacob? Don't you want Vin yes. Diesel to have a twin brother who is also yes. a super agent? Samuel Jackson. That would be, would be amazing. Xander Cage. Why would Xander Cage has to come for Xander for Cage F10. is Dominic Toretto's long lost twin brother? Oh man, I will pay so much money to go see that movie. Probably the price of a movie ticket. That's that how it makes sense. It does. It does run in the family. <laughs> Nice, nice way to reference the family. Let's get a clink, boys. <laughs> Thank you. I only need one, and I could just edit in as many as I want. Just pick the best clink. For all you know, 15 clinks just happened on the, on the edit of this, so we'll, we'll find out. Um, so, yeah, we got a ton of these movies. It's kind of hard to run through them, but, I mean... Yeah, I wanted Jacob. to I wanted to briefly talk about the naming conventions of these movies, because we go from... Let me just list them out real quick. We got The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. I like that one because it's a pun. Mm, Fast and the Furious, sort of. Tokyo, <laughs> Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, which is the third one. Uh, then we have Fast and Furious. Then we have Fast Five. Then we have... Furious Six. Fu no, Furious Seven. No, how do you go from five to seven? Well, seven is Furious Seven. I don't actually... <laughs> I should have had this list when I was reading <laughs> Hold them. On Fast Six, I don't Fast know. Fast and the Furious Six. It's one of the only ones okay. that goes back to the traditional. And then Furious Seven, and then Fate of the Furious, which is kind of a pun. You know, Fate Eight, F8, I guess. Yeah. And now they're just giving up and calling it F9. Okay, I don't think yeah. either of the ones you listed as puns are puns, but I do <laughs> think they are. The oh, they're puns, Colin. They're too puns. Too Fast, Too Furious, Fate of the Furious. Do you guys Electric have a Boogaloo. favorite name out of this? Cole, do you have a favorite name of the Furious franchise? Probably Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, dude. I think, I think, it's, I think it's still clever without being ridiculous. Yeah. I think Fate of the Furious, it's like a little... Uh, I don't know about that one. It's, I also think maybe that was like intended to be the last one because of Paul Walker's death or something. That why that's why it's the fate. But now they've made they're making two more, so it doesn't really make much sense as a title. Yeah, now they've completely given up, and they're just gonna. I, I don't know what the tenth one is gonna be called, but it's F nine. So you can make your keyboard jokes. It's F nine, right? the Fast <laughs> Saga. Do you like that title, Mike? That's kind of a mouthful for me. The Fast Saga. All I know is that. You got to press F to pay respects, and that's <laughs> that's when it comes to Paul Walker's legacy in these films. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm um, pressing F, F right now. I, I think, uh, yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious is the best because it's just the most like weird, especially for like a car race superhero franchise. Like more instead of like 
Thor Love and Thunder, it's like at least they're using numbers still in a creative way. You know, right, which is game. ironic because that's like my least favorite of all of them is probably Too, F- too Fast, Too Furious. As a movie, yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah. as the best title. And Colin, what about you? What's your favorite title of these? I would say Fate of the Furious because I do, I if they had gotten rid of that A in it and literally like Jacob says, just put the put the eight. But you know, going from Fast and the Furious, like Jacob's saying, where it's your run of the mill, it's, uh, you know, they're remaking Point Break, basically. A young cop infiltrates a street gang of uh, racers. They're not, they're not uh, crazy surfers. They're, they're car racers. That's modern yeah. and extreme. Right. Um, but then to go to Too Fast, Too Furious, where you're like, well, Vin, you're gone. All the fun stuff. Like, uh, you know, again, you can like that title, but it's hard to like that movie. I guess yeah. they... They had written two versions of the script. One was like in case Vin Diesel came back and the other one was in case he didn't. And uh, that's why we ended up with uh, the other one with Roman. Right. Um, we get Tyrese. We get yep. Ludacris who are become part of the, the regular gang. And we get Paul Walker saying cuh a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's got some staples. But I don't know. He leaves Fast and the Furious and he takes Rob Cohen, the director of that film, with him who goes on to do Triple X. Like, that's what he left for. So you have to say, like, oh, Vin, you couldn't stick around. You couldn't have done a little too fast. But then he comes back. We get a little cameo at the end of Tokyo Drift and it's Vin Diesel. Um, What I think is interesting is just how these movies have evolved over time. And I think it's one of the strangest franchises ever because it starts as a very you know, standard street racing movie. Like you said, you know, remaking Point Break. And I feel like there was like a kind of a street racing craze at the beginning of the 2000s. You know, you had like Gone in, Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage and, and you know, Need for Speed. I just feel like that was very in the zeitgeist at the time. Mm-hmm. And and that's a very a movie very of its time. And then we get some kind of lows of with Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift and then four from four on is kind of where they make the switch and they decide we're, these aren't going to just be normal street racing movies. We're going to basically make the Avengers with cars. And that's what it's basically been from four on. Right. That, yeah. And that's what's insane because it just the the escalation of insanity is just mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, Cole, do you like these kind of as street racing movies or just as ridiculous spectacle? I find I find value in in all of it to be honest because I think if you go into it knowing what the movie is, you're going to have fun with it. But with that said, I've always liked the first one best of all for mm-hmm. that exact reason because they are street racers. They're, you know, petty criminals more or less that are stealing things from trucks, uh which is cool and kind of still believable, but it's all to like fuel their street racing. You know what I mean? It's not they're not super criminals, they're not super agents. I think the issue with the later ones uh, is it takes like it's like the Armageddon thing where it's like they decided to like it's easier to train like a, a guy who runs a drill to be an astronaut than mm-hmm. it is to train an astronaut to run a drill. It's like they decided it was easier to train street racers to be super agents rather than train like a an agent to like drive a car <laughs> yeah. fast. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't know how the government gets anything done without street racers being yes. involved in yes. this universe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cole, I would agree with you. I think the first one is the best movie. Uh I think it's a pretty good movie. Like it's not a great movie, obviously, but it's like it's good for what it is. And then, but I also find value in the later movies because they're just so over the top mm-hmm. and so ridiculous. And that's kind of the you know what you go to see it for now is just to see what crazy thing they're going to do next. But the first one, just as like a 
LA street racing movie. It's pretty good. And I've rewatched it a bunch of times. Wow. And something to note. Yeah. About kind of how it became this whole franchise. It was going to be done like after Tokyo drift, like, right. Like Vin Diesel didn't want to come back and do the cameo. And one of the most ridiculous things about it is <laughs> the only reason he came back was because he said, I'll do it. You don't have to pay me, but I want the rights to the Riddick franchise. That's right. And he got it. But that post credit scene or that one cameo, the audience got so stoked for Vin to come back that they were like, well, we got to do the fourth one. We got to bring everybody back. And that's that's what they did. And that's what um, I just want to off to the races, <laughs> so to speak. And it's interesting because the different directors and writers that have worked on it, um, if we can talk about that for a minute. So Justin mm-hmm. Lin, so obviously Rob Cohen did the first one. Um, then John Singleton, uh, who did, Baby you know, Boy. uh, Boys in the Hood, did a bunch of movies, um, pretty well-known director. And then we have Justin Lin, who does three through six or three, uh, yeah, three through six. So he does four in a row. So he's done Tokyo Drift. And then he kind of set up the whole franchise as what it is now as just like a group of car superheroes going around saving the world. Um, and then obviously we have uh, James Wan comes in and does one of Aquaman fame. And then F. Okay. Gary Gray does one. And now with the new one, Justin Lin, hey, he's back, baby. Yeah, which he said, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish in an interview when he was moving on initially. It's like, I don't know what <laughs> going for, but yeah. What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. He's making he lots of money. That's what he was going for. Mike. Now crash a car into a freaking train. Mike but the other thing that I money. think is interesting is the same writer wrote all of them from Tokyo Drift on until 8, but F9 is the first one with a different screenwriter since Too Fast, Too Furious. Hmm. But Justin Lin's coming back, but it's a new screenwriter. So make of that what you will. Yeah, You're talking about Chris Morgan, who was obviously a genius before he did the first Fast, or the, first Fast and the Furious he worked on, Tokyo Drift. Uh, he was known for Cellular, obviously a genius, the best movie ever made, Cellular. <laughs> I've never, I haven't seen that. Oh, how couldn't you? <laughs> I just like um, how it does, you know, the first one is my favorite as well. It's just the street racing, we're stealing VCRs, you know, it's great. You know, we're family, we got Coronas. Um, but then, yeah, it builds up into the superhero thing. The other thing is we've done Metal Gear a couple episodes ago, and like I have a harder time figuring out the Fast and the Furious timeline than I do with the Metal Gear timeline. Uh, I wish you Andy guys was have a handle on this. I, I had That's to look great. up. I was watching these the last couple of days, just kind of prepare for this, and I had to look up a website that listed everything out, including the short films, in mm-hmm. order. And so that's the only way that I know. It's pretty yeah. confusing, but it has one of the... I think most brilliant retcons of all time. And that of course is that Tokyo drift takes place after the sixth movie in this franchise. The third movie takes place after the sixth movie, because obviously we get introduced to the character of Han in Tokyo drift. And then he comes back as part of the group for a couple of movies. Then we learn, obviously he dies in Tokyo drift. So obviously they like the character and they're like, we want to bring him back. Mm -hmm. So then we learn at the end of six or seven, the, twist that who actually killed Han? Oh, it was Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw. A star of um, <laughs> It was definitely a Yakuza. Like, if you just watch Tokyo Drift in a bubble, like... It's yeah. Like, yeah. No but oh, it's yeah. kind of a genius <laughs> retcon because they're kind of connecting the whole universe together in a way that actually makes sense because they yeah. did... Obviously, they wanted to bring Han back, but they had to explain it, and the explanation kind of makes sense. If you can forgive the fact that 
if Tokyo Drift takes place after seven, then why are they driving cars that are all five years old then? Right? And using flip phones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ignore that, yeah, it's pretty, that pretty cool. Sense. Well, the street uh, racing wow. scene has always kind of been in love with like the older, you know, late, like mid right. yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. makes it especially in Japan. Um, the other cool thing, Han is, uh, he was in Better Luck Tomorrow, which was directed by Jeremy Lin. And he played a character named Han in that movie who was a heavy smoker. So in Tokyo Drift, he's always snacking because he's a former smoker. Oh, there you go. So maybe those universes Mike, are connected. Who knows? If we talk about cool things about Han, you're not going to mention, do you know his last name? Solo. Me, bro. Ooh. It's Solo. His name is Han At least it's not Solo. Is it really? <laughs> it is. It is. It shows up on Patrick. Solo. <laughs> so there, there you go. Yeah, Han has got some great mythos. He got the... Have Gal Gadot as a girlfriend for a bit. That's Guys, right. She dies. Han fucking nails this Tokyo. life. It makes sense that people want justice for Han. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Obviously, as Shaw is now apparently part of the family and totally forgiven. Uh, let's not forget he killed Han. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I, apparently, you know, Dom forgot, but you know, he saved his baby. Yeah. So I guess it's a life for a life type situation. Yeah. Right. And that's another weird retcon too. Like. Dom didn't even know he had a child, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You that's, speak to this. Well, I was, I just, I mean, I was watching it today, and uh, all of a sudden, his baby shows up, and I have no idea where it came from because I just watched the previous two movies before that, <laughs> and the baby's not that old, you know. Well, isn't it that so? Charlize Theron kidnaps him in in the eighth movie, and then she's holding his his former girlfriend hostage and she kills his, his girlfriend but she reveals that he has a baby and she's keeping his baby hostage yeah, so that that's, he does yeah, bad right. things for her that's when he finds out he has a baby they just there's just never a, there's not much for a relationship before that though uh that that were shown on screen at least but that's the complicated relationships of these films where we're talking about fate of the furious where charlie theron comes in as a evil hacker villain who somehow <laughs> turns dom toretto Vin Diesel against the family. Oh my God, how could she do that? How dare you? Only with his own family. And guys, it goes back to Fast Five where he had a relationship with a Brazilian woman because he thought Michelle Rodriguez was dead. That's right, guys. Right. Yeah. It's all a yeah. soap opera. <laughs> and then she comes back and she has amnesia. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's, you know, um, people have had amnesia. Do you ever like Michelle Rodriguez as an actress? Is she like ever something for you? I mean, she has a type that she plays, and she can play that one type. Um, and, you know, she doesn't do that much for me. I remember when she was on Lost, and then um, they kind of just kill her off because they didn't know what to do with her character. And she was playing the exact character yeah. that she plays in Fast and the Furious in Lost. Well, she got fired from Lost. Because for... she got a bunch of DUIs, actually. She did. Right, right. So then she gets hired to be a street racer. <laughs> so here's what's crazy, right? She got fired for having DUIs, but when they started filming Fast and Furious 1, neither her nor Jordana Brewster had driver's licenses. Wow. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not surprised, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's, so let's so. just talk about the stars then. Um, Cole, Vin Diesel. Let's break him down mm -hmm. for a second, because then we're going to talk about his rival, another giant bald-headed freak. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that this franchise is made of bald-headed freaks... Um, that's Do great. you like Vin Diesel? Is he charming? Is he a movie star in your opinion? I think he plays this character great. I think the issue is that I can't see him playing anybody else or any other character than yes. Dominic Toretto or 
whatever Cage. the guy's made of Xander yeah, Cage. You even know, those like, other ones, even Pitch Black, the Riddick movies. Yeah, eh, I'm, I'm. I mean, I he think, is he is Dominic Toretto. He's yes, been that for twenty when he years has to me. I, you know, of this franchise, it's at its best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's the Michelle Rodriguez effect, as it were. The interesting thing about Vin Diesel to me is he's he's basically a, a big contradiction because you look at him and you see like, oh, he's like a jock like type of guy and like he plays this role. But in reality, Vin Diesel's like a huge nerd that loves D&D and he just wants to like he only did the Fast and the Furious movies because he wants to make more Riddick movies. And so like there's like a disconnect between what he looks like and his image that he projects and his actual self, which is like this like weird nerd. <laughs> Like the last witch hunter. You yeah. Know, he, he's like, finally. <laughs> he only made like that only got made because he wanted to make it. But can I give you some right, background so. on the man just for a second? Vin Diesel, uh, not his real name. We should say that. Uh, he has a twin. I mean, just an interesting guy. Broke dance on the street to earn money. Eventually made a short film he starred in that got in front of Spielberg's face. Spielberg saw that, gave him his break in Saving Private Ryan. Do not forget he is one wow, of the people who saves Private Ryan, guys. <laughs> A lot That's of people right, are in yeah. that movie. Does he get killed by the sniper in the I think the he might, Mike. Did he yeah, have did he, he have hair back then or no? No, not at all. I he's, think he's, he's bald next. <laughs> he okay. He's never really he's never had hair. Head of hair. Um outside no, no, no. of a Street Sharks commercial, he he did a commercial for the toys for Street Sharks was also one of his first gigs. If you guys remember <laughs> that nineties cartoon. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, well let's make that movie. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel's good, just as like like Cole said though, I can't separate him from Dominic Toretto. It's uh But yeah, but I think I feel like he wants to be he wants to be more versatile than he's capable of being and he tries to branch out and do these weird things, but he doesn't have the range to pull it off. Tries to branch out but Jacob before coming back to Fast and the Furious, he's a one and dunner. He does Fast and the Furious. I'm out. He goes to Triple X. I'm out. Ice Cube does the second one, Enemy of the That's State, right? right? Yeah, uh, he stays mm-hmm. loyal to the Chronicles of Riddick. He loves that franchise. We already talked about. It. He comes back to Fast and the Furious because he wants to own Chronicles of Riddick. That, yeah, mm-hmm. it, that those aren't making a billion dollars. <laughs> so, so when he desperately <laughs> no. comes right, back, that's his to passion project. Fast and the Furious, exactly the fourth one. Like it is a huge shock, but like you said, audiences wanted it. Yeah, and then of course you know we have. Who else? Dwayne, the rock Johnson comes in, in the fifth movie, um, originally as a FBI agent who's trying to catch them. Then of course he develops a friendship with them and joins the family, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you know, there's a little more going behind, uh, going on behind the scenes between Vin Diesel and the rock. Isn't that right, Colin? That is right. And I want to point out not FBI, very interesting distinction. He's a DSS agent. You're like, what is that? If you're me, because I had no idea. I had to look that up. Diplomatic Security Services. So anywhere American foreign diplomats go, we have to send police officers to look after them. Now, why would The Rock, one of those police officers, <laughs> be in charge of tracking down a street gang robbing stuff in Brazil doing heists in Fast Five? Jacob, great fucking question. I love it. Great question. I love it. Cole? Are you a rock man? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we all grew up watching wrestling, yeah, so I think we, I've always we liked didn't the have rock. You on our wrestling episode, we could have. You very well also exactly uh, grew up in that yeah. in that attitude era where he was the biggest star ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a very likable actor. I think I, I'm I'm amazed that he is as big of a star in the movie world that as he is. But I think he's great. 
He's very charismatic. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got that star power. And obviously, he's like a huge, muscly guy. Oh, so muscly. <laughs> much, so huge. Much bigger than he was when he wrestled, too, which oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, he looks way different than he wrestled. Like, he looked like a normal person when he wrestled. Now he just looks like a giant monster eh, man. But did you guys, If I don't know if you guys caught Fast Five again for this rewatch, Cole. I love that you said you've been watching them. It's kind I of the so, only yeah. one I did rewatch for these. He looks so much smaller than he does now. He almost looks like a normal person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, by the time you get to Fast Eight, he's huge. Well, the interesting yeah. thing is if you look at his Instagram, like when he has new movies coming out, he always posts like pics of himself. And he's like, this is the body that I've created for fast six or whatever but he, he has like different bodies that he creates for each of his movies to me he always just looks like super muscular the bigger. rock mm-hmm. but, but yeah sometimes right. he's a little trimmer i guess sometimes he's you know bulkier and in one he literally but, starts painting himself gray like a rock he just starts <laughs> losing his mind yeah. he wants to become stone yeah he's making the transformation uh and he gets to flex out of a cast as much as i love that's one of my favorite How sick is that? That's one of my favorite moments. He breaks his arm out of a cast, which I mean, by flexing. <laughs> yeah, and then he he goes out because he wants to help them, and he rips a machine gun turret off of a vehicle or something, and just starts shooting it. Start I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Yeah, because yeah. other people in franchises have to fight people. The Rock has to fight vehicles. If you watch, yeah, the movies. let's let's not forget too that this that this comes after he ramps a giant vehicle over a concrete bridge and lands on a drone taking out the drone <laughs> and then he grabs the machine gun so good it's very good day to die hard um, yes i think like you could definitely track the insanity of these movies with the moment the rock got injected into them yeah absolutely everything absolutely now, mike that's yeah, very yeah. interesting because on fast five that is where rock uh coins the term franchise viagra he says in, in, a, in an interview for Men's Health, I mm-hmm. am Franchise Viagra. People put oh. me in dying franchises and I make them better. Now, what he was talking about was the Journey to the Center of the Earth franchise <laughs> that Brendan Fraser had left that he had <laughs> taken over. But guess what, guys? Fast Five is the highest grossing Fast and the Furious movie to date. After that, him and Vin sign a deal to say, okay, you were the bad guy in that one. By the end, we kind of made a turn where you were joining the family a little bit. The next one, you're going to be a hero. You know, we mentioned this franchise is like so unlikely to succeed. And one of the things it did was having movies with none of the stars, hardly. And then they even lost the main star. We're talking Paul Walker, but it was still able to survive. But let's talk about Paul Walker, you know, and yeah. like kind of his legacy on these movies, because all the way back to the first one, I owe you a 10-second car. Like, come on, man, that's the shit. And that's interesting, Mike, because Paul Walker, I mean, when I think of him, I can't really think of any other movies that he was in other than the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. But I obviously know him because of those movies. So you're right. He wasn't a, a star in that sense, um, but he was like really obviously important to this franchise. And to see them you know, keep going without him, it's kind of sad because um, he was kind of like the heart of the, the group. You know, you have Vin Diesel and you have him and you lose half of that combination. Brian, like, little Brian, the baby's named after him in the end. And yeah, which I think that's weird. It's very because strange. in in yeah in the universe, you know, Brian's not dead. 
He's right. just like on a, he's right. just like on like a beach somewhere with his home. son and his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That would have been that would have made more sense. Why didn't they just kill him off in the in the franchise? I, I think it's like you know, his legacy will live on. I think yeah. it's better to just let him have his life. But in real life, you know, Vin Diesel named his daughter Paulina. Oh, after Paul, so that's it, that's nice. Yeah, so I mean, and these guys, you know, the movie's basically about a bromance, like the story, you know, between him and Paul Walker, and like. At first, like the cast didn't really get along, but by the end of working on these movies, they really became best friends, you know, and they really became a family in real life, you know, um, to a degree. And it's it's sad that um, he was gone too early. Um, but the work that they had to do with what a workshop to kind of keep finish the scenes with Paul Walker in that movie and that that song with Wiz Khalifa is like oh, the yeah, number one gosh, song of the like... year. It, it's insane. Um, yeah, number one meme for a second. All time. Furious Seven. Um, James Wan, like we said, hell yeah, Aquaman's right here. <laughs> hell He's yeah. gone on and said over and over, how could we not be acknowledged by the Academy Awards, even in digital effects, for the fact that our star died halfway through filming and we finished that movie by shooting his brothers with green screen dots on their face. I mean, that's remarkable. And they weren't even nominated for best song, a best original song. And everyone <laughs> just knows that song because it's like emotional. Mm-hmm. But yeah. most people don't realize that it's made for a Fast and the Furious movie first and foremost. It wasn't like off somebody's album. Right. Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. I'll be honest, too. That, that, I was watching that yesterday, today. That scene where Vin Diesel's driving away and Paul Walker meets him and is like looks over at him and says, like, you weren't going to say goodbye like it got me today. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they're silly movies, but there's something. Yeah. There was something yeah. about knowing that he, you know, his actual death and saying goodbye to him in the franchise that was like very emotional, you know. And it works really well with with the song and with you know the sunset that's going on and whatnot yeah, in the scene. Like that split in the yeah, road. it's great. It's great. We've all <laughs> the done intersection that. We've all of real life and fiction. Away. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild, but it is sad that we lost um, Paul Walker because he he was really a big part of the family literally in this franchise so it has been able to live on and become something new since then and that's just a testament to for some reason people like seeing cars smash into other cars and jump out of buildings but i mean it had to start with a solid cast and the foundation of this was built on vin diesel and paul walker's backs and it it was enough to hold strong until the rock could carry it the rest of the way uh, so that's Absolutely. some love. We, we talked a little bit of love. You talked a little bit of brotherhood. Jacob mentioned before some tensions and stuff. Let's talk about the divorce. Let's talk about Fate of the Furious, <laughs> uh, the most recent one we've seen, where literally the stars are not shooting scenes together. It is cutting between two people who are not speaking to each other, The Rock and Vin <laughs> Diesel. Um, does that take away any enjoyment while you're watching it, Cole, that they're like fighting behind the scenes? No, I mean, I, I don't really keep up on that type of celebrity gossip, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very, for me, at least it's very easy to separate a person from their from their character on screen. So it never took away from me at all. And Tyrese calling The Rock a snake on Twitter for breaking up the family. You're not watching like Ooh. Raw that week and, <laughs> and The Rock shows up and you're like, yeah, he is a snake. No, you, you just don't even give a shit. No, I don't know. I don't care at all, yeah, to be honest. Either. I <laughs> I don't know that much about it, but I do know, like, for one thing, they wanted to end Fate of the Furious on a sort of teaser for Hobbs and Shaw featuring The Rock and Jason Statham. So they wanted the last scene to be the those two. Vin Diesel said, no way, I'm the star, I need to be in the last shot. So they changed that. The other thing I know is that, and actually I know a little bit about Hobbs and Shaw, I was reading this whole 
uh, behind the scenes article about it, Jason Statham and The Rock and Idris Elba and Hobbs and Shaw, I think they had written in their contracts that like for fight scenes, they have to have an equal number of punches landed and they have an equal number of uh, close up shots of their face. And like all this is negotiated by their agents, but no one can have the upper hand or walk away. It's like blow for blow. Yeah, because they're all so, you know, like they don't want their you know, it'll make them look weak or something. But so they all have to have like the same amount of like power. You know, yeah. So that's really <laughs> that's interesting. Ridiculous. The fact that it's like all negotiated by their agents. And yeah, then so the director silly. just has I, to kind of make the film right based on that. I know a little bit more about this. In fact, it came into the franchise earlier. The rock learned that from Vin Diesel. It's a literal spreadsheet that he has created that meticulously outlines a punch is worth two points. A punch to the face is worth three points. A person can only get up to 50 points per movie. He's literally, wow. and I, I now, I know it's going to sound like I'm defending this man who is a maniac. Vin Diesel is a maniac, but you have to give him credit because maybe it does work. Maybe he has found the right equation to, make him a lovable hero in this franchise where I don't think he is in any other films. I think it's more about hurting his real life ego though. Yeah. Mm, Because obviously the rock is a bigger star than Schwarzenegger Stallone. They're just like too big for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it from, from Ben's perspective. I mean, he originated this franchise and then the rock comes in this huge star and is trying to take his franchise from him. I could see why he's, he doesn't like that so much. I could see why he felt threatened. Yeah. yeah. I think you need to get over your own ego. Yeah. And do what's best for the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're going to get paid the same no matter what. Yeah, but what if, uh, you know, they decide that they don't need you in the franchise? I, I get that motivation. It's certainly it possible. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it, there's a joke that goes around that says, uh, you know, Vin Diesel's the fourth most popular bald character in these movies because <laughs> of The Rock, Jason Statham, and Tyrese Gibson are all before him. Yeah, I want to work but I don't agree makeup. with that at all. I, I want to work hair and makeup on these movies because that's got to be like the easiest job. You just do the eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, some oil sheets. Yeah. All right, so hold on. You guys are calling Vin out for um, reaching out to other stars to bring life to this franchise. If you look at how he does the Triple X films, he always goes international. He'll go, I'll get the biggest Bollywood star. Um, I'll get the biggest uh, star in Hong Kong. You know, I'll just fill them in. And when people see these films, they'll come for that. Mike, do you think it's a mm-hmm. weird double dip for F9, um, the Fast Saga, to bring another wrestler to get "You Can't See Me" John Cena in? <laughs> like, isn't that, isn't he just stealing the audience of the Rock? Like, you're not bringing anything new to the franchise. You wouldn't think. I mean, I guess you just got another big, strong guy to get behind the wheel. John Cena is a car enthusiast. Like, I've watched his. Um his biographical biographical documentary that WWE produced like years ago, like we're talking 2008 maybe, but he has a huge car collection. So he is a car guy. So maybe there's a little bit of that legacy. Like even Paul Walker, the cars that he was driving in Fast and the Furious 2 were the cars that he owned and he was doing a lot of his own stunts. So mm. maybe John Cena is just actually a real enthusiast who's like, oh, The Rock can't do it. Sign me up. I'll <laughs> get in there. Well, it is funny that, you know, they replace a former wrestler with another wrestler um, I never thought of John Cena as like a good actor or anything, but 
actually, when I saw Bumblebee, he was in that, and he was pretty good. So, you know, <laughs> John maybe he'll be right. would be so happy to hear that you turned around <laughs> on his acting style because you saw Bumblebee, Jacob. He'd be like, yes, it fucking worked. I got to call my agent right now. John Cena would not care either way. He would just be like, you know, if you didn't like it, that's okay. It's not for everybody, but I did my best, and I'm proud of what I did. And, you know, you can like what you like and dislike it, too. Like, that's, that's John Cena. Somehow, man. when he's done talking to you, you're wearing four armbands, Mike, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I not give up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So, what's, you know, the trailer for this actually drops tomorrow. It's a little bit of unfortunate timing on our part, but, you know. I say perfect, because we've seen the teaser, at least, Mike, but you're right. Yeah, we've seen the teaser, but, so we don't know all the information that we would be getting, but, you know, at least speculation's sake, uh, it's obviously going to be bigger and badder. Um, I mean, I'm going to check it out. I'm definitely going to see it. We'll probably get it on a, on a Whatcha coming uh, upcoming episodes. Cool. Do you have any thoughts, having seen the teaser? So we know things like Michelle Rodriguez is is helping being that stepmom, raising that Brazilian baby. The family's back together. Baby She's Brian. handing off the gifted cross medallion that gives Vin Diesel all of his strength <laughs> and power. Uh, that also what? is a GPS tracker in, in Fate of the Furious. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say oh. one of those. Because it's got it a, blink, a, like a, a blinky red light and nobody noticed, you know. <laughs> it's going to keep that baby up at night. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seems like a very, and I know this is silly to say, but family oriented installment of the film. Do you have like any predictions? And I, I even want to ask, do you, do you think John Cena is the bad guy? I have no idea. I honestly, I, that the teaser slipped my mind in the last couple of days when I was watching all these movies. So I have not seen it. I'll probably watch the trailer tomorrow when it oh drops. Oh my God. I'm so excited then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to see it no matter what, you know, the trailer yeah. could look like a, a piece of shit, but I would still go see it because they're fun movies. The teaser doesn't give much away. I know from looking at Wikipedia, um, that's how I learned John Cena was in it. I know Charlize Theron is credited, so it, she might have a cameo. Oh, she they, might well, have she gets, posters, she gets Jacob. away. She, she gets, gets away, away in Fate of the Furious. She parachutes out of that heli- or that plane, and, uh, you know, you never see her again. Yeah. They still have my favorite character, uh, Ramsey Masandi from Game of Thrones. Ramsey Everyone's Bolden. favorite character, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, Dracarys. <laughs> Um, Beyond predictions, let me ask you this then, Mike. Uh, So just to catch you up on where we're at, I want to know what will the cars be facing? Number five, we're talking a tank. Uh, You know, in number one, we're talking they're stealing vans that are full of uh, combination VCR TVs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. By number eight, they're going up against a submarine that is bursting out of the ground and shooting torpedoes at them that Vin Diesel is somehow able to survive in freezing sub-zero temperatures and, like, move cars with his bare hands. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. Will they be fighting satellites? Will they be going to space? Will they be digging underground with some sort of drill attachment at the front of their car? Oh, man. If they do not go to space, like, come on, Elon Musk already put a car up there. <laughs> you just got a race. He beat him to it. Oh, race. it turns out Dom was in the trunk. He's going to pilot it on the on Mars. No, no, no. It was Xander Cage with one more crazy YouTube stunt. Because that's what he was doing oh, in that yeah. movie was filming the videotapes right. and then selling them on the internet. I live for this no shit. YouTube. Yeah, yeah so if they can get Xander, yeah. if they can get space and Xander Cage in the same movie, that would be like the all time greatest yeah. <laughs> Fast and the Furious movie ever. Well, maybe um, this is a good jumping off point. That it's like, what is your favorite Fast and the Furious moment? I want to start with Cole. We'll go around like what, like crazy stunt. What's the most 
just fun thing. There, there's a scene in Fate of the Furies where The Rock and Jason Statham are in jail, and both of their doors open up, and it becomes a jailhouse brawl. And The Rock is literally picking up guards that are in full riot gear and throwing them across rooms. Oh. <laughs> and they are shooting rubber bullets at him that are hitting him directly in the chest, and he looks at him and just goes, like, rubber bullets? You shouldn't have. And then, like, takes guns from him. like, beating people. I mean, it's a jailhouse riot, and it is one of the most ridiculous fight scenes I've ever that seen. That pretty And amazing. it was so great. I'm pretty that's sure that's the scene where studio execs looked at that and they're like, you know what? Let's make a movie about The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like a chemistry test? All yeah. right, well, yeah. Jacob, what, what's like one of your favorite that was Fast a great and the Furious moments? Uh, one that, always, that I always enjoy is the climax of six or seven, I believe, where they're chasing a giant plane on a runway uh, it's seven but yeah seven the but the way they're driving mm-hmm. yeah they're they're ch- doing this chase for like half an hour of the movie oh, no. <laughs> so how long is this runway assuming they're going like over 100 miles an hour in their cars i mean that must be like a you know 20 mile long runway well and the plane never turns the plane is gigantic so it's, yeah. a, it's a straight it's, it's a straight, straight. Runway. it's the longest runway of all time and that's where gal gadot dies of course Right, yeah, these guys don't have a lot of experience driving quickly in a straight line. It's not like, that's not their specialty. Right, Um, they don't live their life a quarter mile at a time. That's the problem, it it went longer than that, and they didn't know what to do. Like, oh shit. But I also think just uh, my my other favorites is just probably scenes from the first one. Um, You know, when they have the first street race where uh, Paul Walker is trying to prove himself to Vin, and he's like, I almost had you. And then, you know, Vin Diesel says, you almost had me. You didn't have me. You didn't have your car. You never even had your car. Granny shifted, not double clutching like you should. <laughs> when they I'm get always amazed too. Train too, Jacob at the end. Yeah, fuck, just blows your mind. I always thought it was funny when they have these giant street racing events. They're all, it's all illegal, but yeah. there are thousands of people in cars lined <laughs> yeah. up on streets. Where's and the nobody LAPD? Catches, in LA, nobody <laughs> yeah. catches them. Like. Yeah, not when the cops show up like 30 minutes later and oh, yeah. they all scamper but. The, the pizza boy sees him first <laughs> yeah it's like what that's are the, the director <laughs> that's the director that's fantastic the yeah. Oh, yeah go home yeah. pizza boy roads closed <laughs> that's wow. right well, rob cohen uh by that's the way amazing. i believe was me too'd by his daughter so oh. not, a, not a good guy <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure man sure uh, her. uh can i say my favorite um yes I, again i'm a big fast five fan to give you guys some context so we said uh, you know, technically by the third one, Tokyo Drift, uh, outside of like the, the time wonkiness that Jacob was saying, when you're watching that, you're like, oh, Dom's on the run. He's in hiding. By number four, when he comes back, at the end of the movie, he chooses to turn himself in to sort of get life back on track. So mm-hmm. by number five, they have to break him out of jail as the opening thing on like <laughs> a high speed train. And there's really cool like mechanisms and stuff that they do it. And it ends with him and Paul shooting off of a bridge into water and they both kind of eject out themselves and kind of hold hands as they fly up into the air. <laughs> it is so fucking cool and wild. Nice. Yeah, there's, they're stealing very fancy cars off the train as that scene. Yeah. Oh, and it's right. got that yeah. pinball machine call that just like shoots them off to the side as, it, as they yeah, like, yeah, uh, and yeah. the people have to drive them immediately. Yep. It's, it's yep. so fucking badass. It was, that was kind of the movie, if I remember correctly, that was kind of the movie that went from like, you know, 
street racers that are doing kind of cool crimes to like straight up super agents, you yeah, know? Yeah, we are doing heists. I think the, yeah. the shift started in four and then really solidified in yeah. five. And I think just got We crazy are superheroes by number five. We are Ocean's Eleven meets yeah. Avengers, like Jacob pointed out. Yes, before. exactly. Yeah. But Colin, you mentioned Tokyo Drift, and I wanted to say, like, you know, that movie gets a bad rap sometimes. I like it. I think it's, you know, not I bad. It's, the lead my, it's my least favorite. The southern draw. Yeah. I'm just yeah. a weird ex The lead guy loner. sucks. Yeah. I don't like him at all. But I like drifting, I so I like that that's... <laughs> I like that drifting's a big part of it, because but that's the only one guys, that features drifting. We keep laughing about it. Yeah. I know I said that the commercials were universally hated before, but there was also the joke. People would do skits on mad tv where they would do the third film would be called schindler's list tokyo drift or you know things like that like it literally <laughs> right, became right. Electric yeah. Boogaloo Boogaloo exactly exactly like that yeah no i think so and like this one is like they they do some cool things with it i i hate it because like you have a 30 year old high schooler right <laughs> it's really Dream. contrived but the racing cool they had to do all that without permits there was a guy whose job was to say he was the director, so he would go to jail instead wow. of the actual wow. director. Like, he went to that, jail. I am six making the times. movie about that guy. That's incredible. Yeah, six so, times. It's insane. But they have the actual Drift King. He's one of the right. fishermen in the movie. Like yeah. actually, the actual guy who is Drift King, not Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, like but he's in the movie, so. They, they do some real drifting in that movie. So yeah, and I appreciate that. that part of it. And also, it's interesting because, like you said, you know, you might guys not might not like it, but that was Justin Lin's first movie, the mm-hmm. guy who essentially turned this franchise into what it is now. And that was his yeah, first director one. Director so. Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, obviously <laughs> gone on to, no joke, have a huge impact yeah. on society. So I wanted to mention one thing about the directors that I thought was interesting, too. It's a very diverse list of directors only the first one is directed by a white guy then you have john singleton a black man and you have justin lynn then you have james wan and you have f gary gray so you know pretty refreshing in terms of hollywood standards no women though no women but should we harp on hey, that you know. for a second um, well actually mike i want to hear your favorite moment in the franchise oh uh just i i owe you a 10 second car you know mm-hmm. just Shooting the gun into the air, point break. You got to let him it get is, away. It is, you know? man. You got to let your brother go. All right. So yeah, I jump in the train. That's it. Treatment of women in this franchise. It's been a little iffy. Literally within it, uh, Michelle Rodriguez said, I might not come back for these things if you don't start writing me meaty parts. And that's when we got a female bad guy in the next movie, Fate of the Furious. But eh, even mm. then, she really didn't get a lot to do. Um, supposedly, there will be an all-female spinoff at some point. Is that something you would want to see? Uh, I mean, sure, I'll see it. I think, um, honestly, Michelle Rodriguez is probably the best female character in this franchise. At least she gets to do something. Jordana Brewster doesn't even get to drive or anything. She's just been sister. Well, that's we that's two. kind of the interesting thing. There's You see her drive in the first one when she goes on a date with Paul Walker. And then you see her at the end of four and at the beginning of five, the scene you were talking about, Colin, where they're trying to break Vin Diesel out of bus jail. And she's driving there and she's an excellent driver. She's as good as any of them, but she never drives her out. You never see her race. Right. It doesn't make any sense. This is a franchise that has had two former MMA stars, Gina Carano, and it was the acting debut of Rowdy Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Um, mm. Again, not my favorite guys. I don't think it really highlights either of them particularly. well. No, Ronda Rousey, no. first of all, is a terrible actress, specifically in the fa- in this movie. She has like 
three lines in the movie she's in, and she does them all very badly. <laughs> like six, <enough>. maybe. <laughs> but Gina Carano, she's good. She went on to do Deadpool and yeah, Mandalorian. Four, Mandalorian. I can't so. remember which ones they're in. Yeah, it's lost on me. I do I like Gina Carano. Yeah. Should we talk um, about? So, Mike, hold on. You just said it's lost yeah. on you. I want to hear an overwhelming theory that I've heard from a lot of you guys, Cole especially. Now, is it lost on you guys because so many of the plots of these films are so similar? And is that a problem for you? Is it almost kind of like a comfort food movie? It's definitely a comfort food movie. It's a, it's a popcorn movie. I mean, before mm-hmm. I watched it the last couple of days, I literally could not tell you what happened between four and eight. Uh, at least in, in what movie. I could tell you scenes, but I would have no idea what movie they took place in. Right. The first three are easy to, to figure out, but the but after that, it all kind of blends together. But it's but it's fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I had to look up, you know, four through eight just to remember which mo- which what happened in which movie. But yeah, you, you don't take these movies seriously. They're just, just fun, entertaining uh, popcorn movies. It's just the number of times that the government promises a clean slate to some criminals <laughs> to do a mission, you know, hunt down a drug guy. It's like, okay. And for the record, I'd be into the, the all-female yeah, spinoff. Why not? Because it's a cinematic universe now. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just race more cars in more interesting ways. Well, my problem is, like, aside from, Vin, like, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel were obviously the main stars. Then you have The Rock. Most of the group, most of the family doesn't do much. I mean, you have Ludacris, who's, like, the comedy relief then you have tyrese who's like the other comedy relief ludicrous is like the hacker guy yeah i guess yeah he, he's the computer guy right yeah. but then they get another hacker yeah they, they bring in in the second film too fast too furious where he's introduced he's the mechanic how does he become the yes hacker? <laughs> <laughs> well computers are car or cars are computers nowadays colin you know i know he's the hacker because yeah. in the one scene when they're talking in the military he's playing games on his phone so that's how i know he's the, the computer guy yes ah yes characterization <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else on the Fast and the Furious movies um, before we kind of jump into second gear? Maybe talk about some of the other oh, yes. media. One of my favorite things watching in these movies is to watch how often they shift automatic cars while racing. <laughs> it's, wow. it's one of my favorite things. I think Vin, pretty much every car Vin Diesel drives is an automatic and he often will shift it into a different gear. Well, which, how do you know they're automatics? You can see it when he shifts. I, dri- I, dri- oh, I drive no. stick shift. It's not a stick shift. It's you know? like a manumatic. It, no, it's just it's just it's just an automatic with the gear shift in the middle. But you have, you know, your drive mode and your neutral and your 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 low gears are one and two. But he often will shift into a different gear, which automatically makes the car go ten times faster. <laughs> That's but, how shifting. Right. But it doesn't works. work that way. You know, it, <laughs> That's the cars don't work that way. That's so. how it works. Cool. <laughs> and then you hit the, the NOS. The mechanics you shift into are a gear. pretty sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one hundred fifty miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. Did the energy drink Nas exist before Fast and the Furious? I don't think no, it did. No, it definitely so. did not, but it came in. Uh, you see it make an appearance in the movie a couple times later, but oh. it definitely it definitely came to be after Which, the movies. By the way, that's my favorite energy drink. No way. <laughs> Rockstar. In case you were wondering, Normies. I mean, I really think that these movies were huge for culture. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. that these movies were a, a major reason why, and we might get into this later, but why there are video game franchises uh, like Need for Speed, Need for Speed yeah. you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and why there are those other racing movies. Exactly. I mean, like, there's always been racing, but I think it took a whole generation, all of us, because we're around the same age, it took our generation, it made us interested in these cars. I mean, I know that when I was 15, 14, 15, I wanted a Honda Civic with neon lights underneath, which what they, you know, they drove right. the first one. 
I'm glad right. I didn't get that. Wow. But at that time, <laughs> I wanted that car, you know? Yeah, or like I am not a car person, but like when I was that age, I was like, man, this is so cool. Right. Like I wanted the neon lights. Yeah. I wanted sick vinyl decals, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that first movie is so early 2000s like if i think of the early 2000s i think of that movie that's just represents that time period to me and it all the first one's all shot in la too i mean there's a lot of places you'll see that you recognize just from living here yeah chinatown yeah Mm -hmm. yep and echo park is where they're yeah they're in angelina heights a whole bunch and let's not forget they do everything they can post fast five in brazil to get back on the good side with the government so they can go back to echo park and say what's funny what's funny is in eight they don't end up back in la they end up in new york city drinking on a rooftop you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't make i don't know why they wouldn't go back to la and let's not forget that in the first movie dom owns a diner in la that Never gets brought up again yeah. after yeah, the first Jordan movie. Brewster works at. That's where they do yeah. their shifty meetings. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have to leave town. I mean, they're never really back right. in L.A. for yeah, a long time Yeah, the second one is Miami, that. and the third one is Tokyo, and then they're all over. They're always in like Cuba and, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of other South American countries. And, yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, you touched on a good point, Cole, though. Yeah, with how they did inform culture and some of even video games like Need for Speed, and they had their own games, too. So maybe now is the time to uh, hit that Nas button and uh, head on over to the next segment, Fast and the Furious. Shift it, Mike. We're back with a different type of corona. Uh, coronas, not the coronavirus, because we're talking family again. We're revving up Fast and the Furious. Now, there's been a couple video games. We're going to talk about those. The main one I shared with you guys on the notes, um, the mm-hmm. the thing that's kind of, ah, we always say the zeitgeist, but the thing that's the most recent, you know, uh, Fast and the Furious, it's a franchise where it is so supernatural over the top comic book infused like a video game has lasting power so it makes sense that they would embrace this world but again they really haven't done it that much but in december uh, a couple months before this record normies we got a look at the fast and the furious video game that's coming up now not much of one very short a little bit of uh, dominic toretto in there to let you know that it is legit um like what? What are our expectations for this? What would a Fast and the Furious video game be? Is it not just Grand Theft Auto Three? Well, it's not just racing. I mean, in the trailer, there's you're out of the car with guns and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's just yeah, some sort of action type game that revolves around racing. Um, but what I will say is that trailer looked bad. <laughs> I don't know how early the animations were, but it looked it bad. looks so old, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the top comment says, "Glad to see they're still making games for the." PS3. I mean, that's that's what it looked like. You know? <laughs> not, even was, it look, not even the PS3. Not even the PS3. It was, it was bad. <laughs> Again, you have to. Assume, but it looks like you could fight a tank in this. Okay. Is this something where, like, does Vin have interest in video games? Famously, um, the Chronicles of Riddick: Return to Butcher Bay is like one of the best video game movie tie-in things that has ever been released. I love that you game. You would think that he would have a passion for it as a huge gamer. I don't know, but this seems like a world so ripe for it. Like I said, wouldn't it just be a cooler version of Grand Theft Auto? And if you guys were billionaires, wouldn't you be like, 
I know what people love. They love wasting their time playing video games. I can put a lot of money into that and make a shit ton more money. Yeah, or even like a Need for Speed Underground, but but Fast and Furious branded. Well, I they sh- they should have struck. They should have struck after the first movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when Need for Speed mm-hmm. Underground came out, and Need for Speed did strike when it was hot, and that game was huge. Right. Yeah, and that's like kind of what I wanted to talk about too is the Need for Speed Underground and Underground Two games. Like that's what I was. I, I like played those more than watching the movies, but like the movie definitely got me interested in that world of street racing. But yeah, Need for Speed really drafted off of the success <laughs> of the franchise in a way that they could have. Can you get out own. of the car in those, Mike, or is it just racing? No, but you can just customize your car. It's all racing, but it's it's street racing because the Need for Speed franchise had been around for a while. Yeah. But this is, you can have neons, right. sick decals. What did your car look like? Oh, I, had, I mean, I had so many cars. There were, I mean, there were Civic, times of one. You had your Honda Civic? Well, I don't think a Civic's in the game because a Civic is not that great of a car. And I, at the time, I didn't realize that. But, um, but no, I mean, there were times when I was a kid where I tried to recreate uh, you know, Dom's Mazda RX-7 or the Toyota Supra that mm-hmm. they build with the decals and all that stuff. I tried to recreate that stuff. I mean, that's how much the movies impacted, I think, me as a kid. You can play yeah. the game, yeah. I had a sick Hyundai Tiburon. It was black and gold with gold freaking neons mm-hmm. underneath. Hell yeah. Yep. That's the aspect <laughs> that I like, too, because I'm not a... I'm not a car guy at all, really, but I do like customizing the cars in the games. I like putting the neon underneath mm-hmm. them with the body kits and everything. Like that, to me, is the best part of the game. It's like when we sit down to try to play a wrestling game. There's just like a long period of character oh, yeah. creation before mm-hmm. anything oh, gets yeah. done. And that's my favorite part <laughs> of the wrestling game too. Car. Yeah, <laughs> just dressing up my little doll. It was right? definitely my yeah. favorite part of the, those game series was customizing the cars. And then crashing. And they have the Nas though. Like it does that. Mm-hmm. That bleeding effect with yeah. the lights, like the lights would start to bleed. With the, it was really well done. So they definitely left a legacy on kind of the racing genre, especially for that period of like the mid mm-hmm. to late two thousands. Games like Burnout. I um, mean, they they're still. I literally just played the newest Need for Speed called Heat. Like they're still going on. Um, every once in a while, oh, I play wow. them just because they're they're fun games to. Uh, you know, there's not not a good storyline, but it's fun to just sit down for a half hour and just race a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and there had been like the arcade games. You ever see the Fast and Furious arcade game out in the wild? No, no. never. I don't like a Dave and Buster. Never seen it. Like a oh big, no, I've like, definitely seen it. it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit newer, but then you know the Japanese analog um, to this would be like Initial D in that franchise. But you know they've had arcade machines for Initial D forever, which is more drift focused. Um, but hey. yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to play Cruising yeah, if it's USA. Yeah, I was about to say, Mike, beat me to it. If it's not Cruising <laughs> USA, I don't know it. <laughs> I, well, I think it, that's Daytona. what that game was, if I remember correctly. It was essentially just reskinned Cruising USA. Yeah, it had the same crazy, like, yeah. really, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a rush. Yep. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it was like just a reskin of that. But So this, so we got a finally uh, a PS2 release for <laughs> Fast and Furious coming this year, so we'll see what that's <laughs> like. Mine off. Can I, I want to do a new <laughs> But they definitely here. left an impact. You guys have said a little bit about I'm motorheads, I'm not motorheads, but you guys all just talked about how you like customizing the cars, uh, how sweet it would be to have those. Um, new segment. So, if you had the last action hero Houdini Golden Ticket, where you can touch a movie and go inside it, would you go inside the Fast and the Furious franchise and want to live inside that world? Would you want to drive cars at a million miles an hour, 
grease up your bald head and your muscles. Uh, <laughs> you know, have a nice ice cold Corona. We could do all that right now, but I guess not the driving around. I would be the hacker sitting in the passenger seat because um, I, I'm not a big driving guy. Like I'm, not, I don't, I, you know, I'm just not a car guy. I'm not a racing guy. But yeah, I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the ludicrous of this universe, I guess. Gotcha. I, uh, I would not want to be, but I guess I would be Han before he dies because <laughs> he just gets to eat snacks and then like. I don't know where he keeps getting his cars, but he keeps giving that American <laughs> yeah. dude like, here, yeah. use my car for this race. And he wrecks it. And it's like, oh, that's all right. I'm, I like that I'm he's rich. just a chill guy. Cool. Even with he's your so car He's so chill. Now, you could wreck his thousands. Do you, of, like, yeah. do you like putting down the horsepower? I mean, do you like going fast? Uh, I mean, my car is not that powerful, but it is. I do enjoy driving stick shift. You know, and it is fun kind of. Are you the only one here who does it? I do not. I'm an automatic guy. So imagine me in that world going like, hold on, I have to fill up my car. Oh, I've got to use the paddle shifters maybe. And, oh, no, it's my Honda Fit. <laughs> no, I'm an automatic guy as well. In L.A., I, yeah. I mean, I can't I, on, honestly, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to here relatively soon. I'm going to switch to an automatic next car. It's, it's a bit of a pain in the ass in L.A. But when you're trying to drive for recreation, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It makes it makes driving yeah. more enjoyable. I've and never it had certainly does to make you feel like up. you know go karts. I mean, like yeah, why, why isn't there a fast? I know. Oh, okay. Hold on. I guess there is. There's the theme park ride at Paramount. But why isn't there a themed place, Fast and the Furious go karts or something, where you can just go on a track? Well, we have the Universal Studios ride, Fast and the Furious the ride. It's a monument. Supercharged. Vin Diesel said it's like a, a transcendent experience. You can feel like we feel when we're <laughs> racing. I haven't gone on it. I've never been to Universal. Uh, I, kind I of looked it up for this podcast. The, the review I saw said they mentioned family four times and Vin <laughs> hangs off a helicopter. So it's like pretty bad. <laughs> I, 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 when I went with a uh, friend of the podcast, Andy, I think hmm. when we were doing the studio tour, there's a section where the tram takes you into a building and there's projection all around you that is Fast and the Furious. Whoa. And like the tram kind of shakes and this and that. But I don't know if that is the ride or if there's a different ride at Universal. Now I believe there is an actual bubba boom get inside. Like a helicopter Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've done it yeah. then. Hmm. I would like to go back though. But that's how big this franchise is. Jacob said at the top of the episode, like it's one of the top franchises. It's like just below the DC universe. I'll put they it above the DC. Superman <laughs> and Batman. No, but as far as Spider-Man, Dom Toretto, Batman, <laughs> it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, like, it really is. Yeah, as a film franchise, it's more powerful than the Man of Steel, which we still haven't done an episode on. <laughs> Dom Toretto is stronger. And in I would say, yeah, out, that's for sure. I would say it's even more consistent than DC because DC right now it's very much like yeah wonder woman did well then you know you have some some misses but every movie that comes out you know is good it's gonna do at least like 200 million or more well let me ask you this then because mike let us hear it's the perfect segue we're talking comics there are no comic books for fast and the furious this is one of the few franchises Mm. while looking it up it is exactly I found a bunch of forums where people were like why aren't there comic books for the fast and the furious franchise it would be so cool Again, I wonder if Vin just sort of distances himself, um, just wants to keep it pure, make a very clean product that, again, he has a lot of control on. He very recently licensed it out to go to television for Netflix. There's an animated series. But again, he sort of has some input on there. He does a voice as well, a cameo a couple times. 
But let me ask you this. We're talking comic books. So, The Rock is set to take over as Black Adam and be introduced as the villain to the Shazam series, a long-running villain for that series. But first, he's mm-hmm. getting his own spin-off movie. Then there will be a Shazam 2. Then they will come together for a Shazam versus Black Adam. That is when The Rock will face off against the original starter of these movies. Is that right. his franchise right. Viagra again, Jacob? Or is this sort of The Rock micromanaging? Well, I don't know how many people are really itching to go out and see a Black Adam solo movie. Um, so that's like a weird choice for me because I would just have him come in and do, I would have Shazam 2 have Black Adam. And then if it does well, then I would have a Black Adam solo movie. But I think, uh, I think James Wan is the franchise Viagra. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, Thank he made Aquaman yeah. fucking. Dope. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Aquaman and Wonder Woman without that DC got pretty much nothing. So. <laughs> Gal Gadot died in Fast and the Furious, so that <laughs> that's right. She Probably. could be that's Wonder right. Woman. Right, it all comes around full circle. Too. <laughs> if we could get to a world where the eleventh Fast and the Furious does have Triple X come into it, that's like an Avengers Endgame level oh, revelation. Yeah. Like that would <laughs> and, change and Mike, the game. The Post cred scene is after they've successfully defeated whoever they had the team to beat. They're going to go their separate ways. They do know their brothers. A probe lands, an escape pod from space. Riddick gets out. It's the third <laughs> lost Vin Diesel project we've combined all the three Vin of the Diesel franchises. connected universe. <laughs> the Vin the Diesel, Diesel trilogy the Diesel can now begin and be put to rest the rest of our lives. Uh, I think it would all be worth it. We know. Oh man! Hey, hey listeners, crack a Corona if you want the fucking Diesel verse. Let's go. Ooh, Colin, cheers. you never said earlier what is Vin Diesel's real name. Oh, I Vincent Diesel. No, it's something crazy. Like, uh, let's look it up right now. But it's something crazy, like uh, Johnny Morocco or something like that. Like, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, and then look up what his twin They're brother's both name wrestling is. Wrestling handles. What's his twin brother? All right, so it, his real name is Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. <laughs> that sounds like a porn star name. Hey, I'm I'm Mark Sinclair. <laughs> it really does. Well, I'm ben the last Diesel witch hunter, Mark Sinclair. Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. Like, oh. You work in accounting. You're a Marxist. Uh, I mean, I just found out the other day that Guy Fieri's name, last name is not actually Fieri. His name is Guy Ferry, and that blew my mind. So yeah, he's, I'll believe he's anything. A fake Italian, Beauty. supposedly. Um, do you think, according to the Pedia, yeah. his brother is named Paul Walker? Oh, Paul Walker, family. He probably no. named him after Paul Walker. Yeah, we're connected. Um, do you think Vin Diesel <laughs> named himself name. Vin Diesel because he's obsessed with car engines? <laughs> Could be. Oh, man. I'd be Could curious be, to see when he changed his name. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was before. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of people changed their names for the film Ryan. industry, though. Yeah, which was crazy. Like, he's been in Oscar-winning movies before he was in The right. Fast and the Furious. So, there you go. Any other spinoffs or related media or legacy that the fast and furious has left on us before we decide to get final well do we think they're going to make a hobbs and shaw too jacob amazing question as the mm. only person here who has seen hobbs and shaw uh i will not recommend it it <laughs> kind of loses the spirit and heart of the franchise truly uh mm. without uh, a lot of the core themes um 
it does the weird thing that does not work in any movies, which is make a woman interested in The Rock. That's impossible. There is no universe where a woman would be like, oh my god, I have to fuck The Rock. No, you. a woman would have no idea what to do with The Rock if they saw him. I would have no idea what to do with The Rock. I wouldn't even be able to touch him because he's so strange I mean, I assume there's angular. some women that are attracted to The Rock. I, mean, I think there's probably a lot of, a lot of women. <laughs> no, impossible. <laughs> the Rock, if I know I anything know. about him, it's that The Rock loves pie. I, oh, another <laughs> interesting Roman Reigns. In Hobbs and Shaw, another wrestler connected right. to the Fast and the Furious franchise. So, Jacob, his brother in that film, uh, it is revealed, of course, to have its own weird family angles. Uh, it ends up being a, a bit about uh, bringing the Hobbs family together. Um, his brother in that film was supposed to be Jason Momoa, but he had Aquaman uh, conflicts. Oh, that How would be amazing. Oh, that? oh my God. Yeah. And Roman the most Reigns Samoan movie cousin. ever. Amazing. It would be the wow. most Samoan. <laughs> so I finally, I figured it out. It took us, you know, this most of this episode, but the reason there's so many wrestlers now in the new iteration of Fast and the Furious movies is we are dealing with sports entertainment, but have you ever heard of sports car <laughs> entertainment? Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be wrapping up the podcast. It was quite a pleasure to have you listen. Mike will be destroying all records of it from here on out. And with that, let's do some donuts. Redacted. Let's get it to the wrap-up, guys. Let's talk our final thoughts on Fast and Furious. All right, normies, our car is slowing down as we're about to cross the finish line here, talking Fast and the Furious as a franchise. Uh, final thoughts here, guys. We're going to go around and talk about them. Um, I always like to say, is it worthy of being normie? Absolutely Fast and the Furious is. This is another one uh, where I can't wait to see a movie where we watch the new F9 Fast Saga trailer in theaters because I guarantee I will see another couple of dudes high-fiving as it plays. This is <laughs> this is just a pop culture pie. I mean, it's just something delectable and delightful, and I love it, and I love to eat it. Um, oh, what my, one of my favorite actors ever, Kurt Russell, is introduced as the CIA spook mm-hmm. Mr. Nobody right. at some point, who's sort of like the cleaner. Um, just a sad bit of trivia. His character was supposed to be revealed in a future movie to be Paul Walker's father. So I, I would have liked to see that as well. Oh, so, that's a twist. I love I you, Fast that. and the Furious. Um, I'm not sure where you're headed. It seems like crazy, a crazy direction because it doesn't seem like you want to stop or slow down. And I wish you kind <laughs> of would, but uh, I'll, I'll be here for the ride. I love you. Can I ask? Can I ask oh, a yeah. question? Uh, do you guys have a favorite car from the series? Ooh. Um, whatever that weird red muscle car Jordana Brewster drives in number five, where, like you said, Cole, it's one of the only times you see her drive. She's not supposed to take it. Um, the guy says, it's too much for you. And she says, oh, trust me, it's too much car for you to handle as she takes it and then sort of executes Dom's plan to double cross these guys. Whatever it is, it's the same car that was the Banshee in Grand Theft Auto 3. And it's so sick looking. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed Mm -hmm. with it as a kid. Okay, I think it's like a Ford GT or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like the uh, well. So you know, we had the you know, Paul Walker was always about the imports, and then Vin Diesel was always about American muscle. Right. Uh, I would normally side with Paul Walker. I tend to prefer mm-hmm. the imports, and I like the Toyota Supra a lot. I yeah, mean, that's my favorite one too. Is the yeah. one that they build together the or- the just, orange Supra. Yeah. Just sorry, real quick point I wanted to do in Furious Seven. Um, I believe that's the number seven, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. In Furious Seven. Um, the argument that is going on and that is the film we lose Paul in by the end of it is what will be his son's first car. And that's what him and Don oh. were talking about the entire time. And oh, it yeah. gets me so right. much every time. That's right. It is that's so right. sad guys. They get him the little matchbox car at the end. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Mike, did you have a favorite? Um, I was never like a super, like I wasn't learning the car models, but, um, like the Supra is you yeah. know, it's pretty yeah. sick, obviously. Um, and I like Dom's muscle car that he flips on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his, his dad's car. Yeah. Which, yeah. here's the thing with Dom. His dad died in a race that he, like, legally was participating in. It was an accident. So then Dom beat the shit out of the guy with a tire iron. Mm-hmm. That's our hero. Yep. Who, wait, yep. who'd he be with a tire iron? The guy the who accidentally guy. killed his dad in a legal race. He nearly oh. murdered him with a tire iron in blind <laughs> sure. rage. And that's who we're rooting for. So it's all about family. Uh, one fun fact I just remembered about the cars. I remember reading this years ago, but um, Frankie Muniz mm. actually bought, there's a white Volkswagen Jetta in the first movie that I think Jesse yeah, drives. Yeah, with a knight on the side, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankie Muniz bought that car after the movie because he liked it so much. Nice. That's interesting. I always, I always liked Volkswagen Jettas too. Yeah. And when I was in high school, I wanted a black Volkswagen Jetta. That was my dream mm. car. Oh, I actually do have a favorite car. It's it's Bow Wow's green one with a fist coming out of the side in Tokyo. Oh, Drift. the Hulk car. Yeah, the Hulk nice. car. Yeah, Let's go with yeah. that. <laughs> the worst yeah. one. Did you ever? Yeah, had we had we talked about all this whole series about talking about Bow Wow? Yeah, bring Bow Wow back. <laughs> what was his character's <laughs> name? Or bring the star of Tokyo Drift back. Yeah. Who? No, Bow Wow's character's name was like baby? Twinkle or something. What was it? Oh, who knows? They should bring they should bring the star of Tokyo Drift back though, because he's yeah. technically Dom's cousin in he the whole is, universe. He is in number seven, I believe. Is he, he makes a, a cameo in number seven or number eight. He he hands off keys to Dom at one point uh, hmm. when they go to pick up Han's body uh, after Han is killed. Okay. He gives him sort of a wrap up of what happened. Oh, I don't remember that. His name's Twinkie. <laughs> Twinkie. <laughs> had to bring that back. Um, I guess I got two fun facts here. Uh, Fast and the Furious 2, uh, director's commentary. They said, oh, yeah, one of the songs for this movie was done by a local Miami rapper. The local Miami rapper turned out to be Pitbull. So without Fast and the uh, Furious, hey, Mr. 3000. Mr. Worldwide wow. might not have uh, been a thing. Mr. And Nationwide. As far as the Corona, nobody knows why it's Corona. Like, they're not sponsored. They, right. Corona pays them nothing. The filmmakers are just like... Well, they, li- they live in became- L.A. It's a California beer, right? And like that just was it. Well, I think it was probably the Latin culture, inf- the Latin culture influence, right. yeah. or at least what was you know probably written by a white guy, which thought was Latin culture right. influence, right. you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. early that's probably why it became Budweiser in the in the eighth one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> early but every time they make one about uh, about Vin's body when The Rock joined the mm. franchise were, uh, you know, he sort of got a little nervous, obviously, because uh, Vince sort of started pudging <laughs> up. He started doing yeah. interviews where he would say, the things you have to remember about Dominic Toretto is, he's a guy who works on cars all day and drinks Corona. 
he's not going to have the best body. And it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> what, like, what are you saying? Hey, he's got right a point. Now? Yeah, that's, that's why my body looks like what it, you know, what it does. So I mean, I if anyone can, car has to compare themselves to the rock, that's not really fair, you know? It's really like, not. Maybe that's why you have the to... most in shape guy in the world. Like, it's hard to compare yourself to that. Yeah, yeah, you know. The rock work ethic. Wake up at 4 a.m. You know, maybe that's why you put a clause in your contract that says, don't make this guy look stronger than me on film. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he already looks stronger than me in every other way conceivable, <laughs> at least in fantasy land. So. Let me be equal. Um, I think they're awesome. They're fun movies. I, I still need to catch up on some of the ones I haven't seen. They, they're ridiculous, but I am kind of a traditionalist. I like the first one. It's a little more grounded. You know, it's not realistic by any means. That quarter mile of the first race they're driving on it for like two minutes. I mean, Oh yeah. <laughs> but those zoom ins through the engine and the explosion was so over the top. So like, mm-hmm. mm, it was sick. It was very Mountain Dew. I enjoy much. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, uh, final absolutely. Thoughts. Um, yeah. I mean, my final thoughts, I just want to say, let's not forget Deckard Shaw killed Han <laughs> and I will never allow him into the family for that. That's reason. why you haven't seen Han right. on protest. Correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and so I just want people to remember that justice, for justice Han. for Han. Thank you. Justice for Han. Hell yeah. You hear that Kylo? And, <laughs> and you know, I'm a little Corona out, but you know, <laughs> Hey, it's hey, all about family, family man. Family. Family here, buddy. <laughs> I like to get a Corona work on my Corolla. Look at the sun's <laughs> corona. It's all great. Cole, yeah. is there any last thing you want to say about the Fast and the Franchise? A fast, um, fast in the not fast in the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, on the fact that we, you know, twenty years. I'm thirty two, so this, you know, this came out when I was eleven or twelve, and has basically been going on most of my existence. And uh, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's just been fun. It's been fun to follow, and I look forward to watching the rest of the series. Hell yes. Thanks for being on, man. It's, it's yeah, this been is fun. fun. Absolutely. Thanks, we'll have to do this again. Very happy to have an expert on here. Here's something fun. Um, since the Super Bowl will be over, let's just predict it. <laughs> we could either be perfectly right oh, or yeah, catastrophically wrong. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we're recording this too. before the Super Bowl. Right. So we'll just each go wrong. We'll points. start with Cole. We'll do a quick prediction. If we're right, we're uh, I, I think I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but what I want I want the Chiefs to win, mm-hmm. uh, and I score wise something like thirty five to like twenty eight. I right. just don't think San Francisco is going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. Got it, Jacob. Well, I think I said it on the hitter shit, but um, I, I I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I wouldn't count out the Forty ers because you know they're they're a very surprising team. They've been surprising me all season. You like that nine? So, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they were able to pull it out. <laughs> I would not. I would not be surprised because you know what? People keep underestimating them. Patrick Mahomes, he's good, but they've been shutting down good quarterbacks all season. So, you know, anything can happen. You know, this SF. The F stands for family. So, oh. uh, <laughs> the San Francisco say, family uh, Niners. I'll say Chiefs twenty-eight, uh, 49ers twenty-one. Okay, Colin, what's your uh, prediction here? Pretty close to that one. I take the Chiefs too. I say Chiefs twenty one. Um, again, I do think the San Francisco defense is going to be killer, but I, I think it'll turn around. But it'll be it'll be like seventeen for them. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we're all on, on Chiefs here because they can just go ahead and give you a whole quarter and twenty four points, and then decide. Yep. Right. Exactly. We'll That's get... what I keep thinking about. It's like you can't like you can get. 
Like the Chiefs can get down and make a huge comeback. If you're down against the Chiefs, it's over. Yeah, and to quote Dominic Toretto, winning is winning. It doesn't matter whether it's by an inch or by a mile. And <laughs> they're going to do whatever it takes. <laughs> this has so been the most important podcast of our lives, guys. <laughs> it is. Oh, and by the way, Fat Furious 7 is the ninth highest grossing film of all time. Wow. $1.5 billion. Wow. So and over $5 billion for the franchise. So it's we'll amazing. See. We'll yeah. see, guys. It's not Star Wars. It's not superheroes. It's fucking dudes in cars. And it's yeah. Who would have thought? Wow! An original thought? idea of bald-headed freaks drinking beers and <laughs> racing their cars against each other truly is stacked up against global Aladdin. appeal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People in space. I mean, it's great. I love it. We love Fast and the Furious. Normies, thank you so much for riding along with us. As always, check us out on our social medias at normies underscore like underscore us. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps us out a bunch. And uh, keep on normie and on, normies. This has been your uh, host, Colin Toretto. And uh, Romans, I forgot the last name of that character. You said Roman it earlier. Reigns. I've never heard Roman's last name. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's Pierce. It's you Reigns. said it's Pierce. Yeah, Roman's yeah, Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is Dwayne the Cobb Johnson. And can you smell what the Cobb is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty corona out. I'm going right. to go ahead and change my name to Corona Cole. <laughs> corona Cole, that's great. All right, well, thank you, Norman. Cheers, Cheers. 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 Drink along. Yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. Oh, uh, nice, nice. There it you is. gotta save all these jokes for the actual podcast. Oh, I have We're recording now, this. baby. It's all going in. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Cole and I are gonna clink our Coronas together every time. Hilarious. So there's a, something <laughs> That's funny. very excited. I, I am at some point... Gonna just put like fifteen planks back, <laughs> back. and you're not gonna know we when. Did, we did finish the six pack. About to catch a, a virus tonight, if you know what I'm saying. Oh no, <laughs> <A> coronavirus. <laughs> oh no.